Look, marketing your business is hard, and that's why I made this podcast, to help you and your business get unstuck and gain predictable growth. I'm Drew Bedard, and this is the Marketing That Works podcast. For a show list and my favorite tools and resources, visit marketingthatworkspodcast.com. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. Back on the podcast. Drew Bedard here, Marketing That Works Thanks for listening. Um, sorry for the delay in episodes. Been a crazy few days. But um, back with strategic marketing formula step number two. Excited to talk about that. And it's kind of an unconventional approach. Well, it's conventional in a lot of books, and but I think in a marketing formula, it's a little bit unconventional. But step two is the 80-20 principle. So the 80-20 principle or the Pareto principle kind of goes like this, and I'm probably getting this wrong or paraphrasing it, even though I've read it about 50 different times, but uh, Wilfredo Pareto that um, this kind of started was he was looking at the sort of aristoc, like the aristocrats of Italy, and looking at that 80%, or excuse me, 20% of the uh, community of the citizens held 80% of the wealth, which of course we know that that principle has actually changed over time where it's really, there's might be less than 5% that hold about 80% of the wealth. But that 80-20 principle then got extrapolated out to be used in a lot of different methods. And now today, a lot of people can use that principle from uh, a business perspective to look at that 20 so so the so the tangible business example for the times that we're living in is that if you look at a company and it may be 70 30 it may be 60 40 it may be 90 10 but a lot of times when you look at it when you look at a revenue model and you look if you have existing customers and step 2 really is a key if you have Existing customers, if you don't, then this would be probably one I would skip with a brand new business, like a pre-launch business. But if you are an existing business, look at your revenue, look at your customers. And this model will probably fit quite nicely. So what will end up happening is that you'll look at your revenue models or you'll look at your, your customers of today and you'll probably find that 20% of the customers make up 80% of the revenue. And now and again, this this uh, this percentage can be can vary per company. It could be a lot different just depending on the types of products that you sell. But I love to look at this because, and I'll give you an example. One day we were doing this at work and we were looking at... Um, we were looking at part of the business that deals with groups of people. And what we found out, one of the, so if you don't do this in this part of the process, this is where you can run astray is because when we were in this meeting, we were talking about, all right, well, who are the targets? Who do you want to go after? And in the meeting, we, the, the folks that, that run the department were kind of talking about, well, here are all the groups that we'd like to go after. And this was literally like a two-page document of a hundred different types of businesses that they were going to target with trying to expand their sales and their revenue. And I said, okay, 
well, let's do an 80-20 real quick. And let's look back at the past year or the past two years. And let's see who makes up the bulk of your revenue. And sure enough, we spent, and it didn't take very long at all because it was just spitting out sales reports, that it came down to that 20% of the customers were making up 80% of the revenue. And they happened to be in a certain industry, not 50 or 100 different industries. They were in one industry making up 80% of the revenue. So it said instead of going after 100 different types of companies or types of industries, go after this one and try to expand it because that's a quick way to expand your revenue because obviously if this works for this certain type of industry, then it will work for the other types of businesses within that industry. So the 80-20 principle, again, the percentages may vary, but in a lot of cases, for a lot of existing businesses, if you slow down long enough in this step two to look at your existing revenue and your existing customer base, you're going to find that a small percentage of your actual customers make up a bulk of your revenue. And what you can do from from kind of taking the next step, you kind of put this in your pocket and move on to step three, which we'll go through next week. But what you're gonna find is you're gonna say, okay, now I know the industry target. So next in, in step three or step four, we're gonna get into persona targeting, actual individuals, avatars. How do, we, how do we boil this down to who are these people that are buying? The, what we're looking at today is more of an industry. So the 80-20 kind of looks at an industry or it looks at a grouping of people that have more of a generic profile. And then we're going to get into, okay, a little bit deeper into within that generic profile, who are the big spenders and who who makes up the bulk of that money. Um, but for the 80-20 principle, I always find it useful because it really simplifies and clarifies who is really buying so that we don't have to, in our marketing tactics, go after the whole world. Because as we all know, one size fits all does not work with marketing. You have to be specific. You have to be niche. You have to go after a certain group of people that are that have a high affinity for your products. And then you have to talk directly to them, share what, you know, how you believe and what they believe aligns. And then hopefully as they follow your story, they will also grow an affinity once you kind of find what your existing customer base looks like. So step two is the 80-20 principle. Try to take a step back today and look at who are my existing customers? Where is the 20% that makes up 80% of the revenue? And how do I figure out what industry, what generic grouping I can put those people into and say, okay, I think I have a better idea at this point who buys and who has a great affinity for my products already. Then we'll get into the next steps where we will take the step deeper to find out a little bit more about who is in that grouping or who is in that industry, the types of people, the age groups, different things like that. So I hope this is useful. Looking forward to step three. And if you have any feedback or if this is helpful, please hit me up on social media at Drew Bedard on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, or you can send me an email, drewbedard at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. 
Hey guys, before you go, one more thing. People are asking me all the time for book recommendations, and I wanted to give my favorite book from the last couple of years, and it is Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Bar none, it is my favorite marketing book that I've read. I've actually reread it three times over the last two years. It's my favorite marketing book. It kind of masks itself under the guise of an expert book where you're sort of learning to build a platform, but literally the best marketing advice that I've gotten, not only from Russell's podcast, but really from his books and Expert Secrets is that book that I recommend and actually I gift to most people. So I've set up a page on my website so you can go right to it because actually Russell offers it for free, which is really cool. It's free plus shipping, which ends up being like eight bucks, which is cheaper than any book that you could get on Amazon. And this is the best marketing book that I've read in a while. So you go to marketingthatworkspodcast.com slash secrets. So I've set up that page for you. It's actually got a link to his other book called Dot Com Secrets. Both books are amazing, but I would really recommend you check out Expert Secrets. And again, it's free. So go to marketingthatworkspodcast.com slash secrets and check that out today. Have a great day.